Welcome to episode 226 of the Design Details Podcast. I'm Bryn Jackson. And I'm Brian Levin. Today we caught up with Rafael Conde. He's a designer from Portugal. He's our, he's our friend Rafa. And he's a co-host of another show on the network, Layout, which he hosts with Kevin Clark. They were on together back on episode 196. And now we had uh, Rafa on the show solo. I mean, eventually every artist goes solo. Yeah. And it's just the way things work. I'm yeah. sorry, Kevin. It's just... We, uh... <laughs> we had a good time um, ripping their team apart. Rafa's the Beyonce and Kevin's the Kelly. That's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we had a good time. Uh, we had some existential crises, plural, on this episode. Uh, just kind of digging into feelings and talking things through. Kevin, uh, but next time, time you visit, you can be Beyonce too. That's right. Uh, we hope you enjoy the show. But of course, before we get into this conversation with Rafa, uh, we want to thank our sponsors. For making this episode possible. First up is a new one. New sponsor. What? It's Reactor, spelled with a K, and a little bit of trivia, which I love this from the read. Reactor is spelled with a K because the Finnish language doesn't use a C. Yeah, I was like Googling, uh, well, I was Wikipediaing Finnish language structure and like their alphabet and That's stuff. That's maybe the most research you've ever done for an ad read. This, it was a lot of hard work. I'm, I'm actually pretty tired by now. Uh, yeah, Reactor with a K. There's a studio doing product design work out in New York City and several other cities, if you look on their site. They're designing and building products and services for big companies, small companies, anyone like forward thinking. They've worked with HBO, Supercell, Viacom, Neverthink, all sorts of stuff. And the thing that like blew my mind when I got to this point in the read, they're launching their own satellite to do like new space market research. Like, uh, yeah, we're developing our own satellite to explore emerging new space business opportunities from hardware to rethinking putting code in space, and it's launching to orbit in 2018. This is bananas. They want to hire designers. <laughs> <laughs> to work on satellites or something. That's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> uh, Reactor's hiring. They want you to join them. They're uh, doing some incredible work, obviously, uh, some innovative stuff with satellites. Uh, and they're looking for designers to help join in a number of product roles. Uh, basically, they're looking for people not really to fit them into a, a specific title or position, but rather they want product-minded people, uh, design-minded people to come and just talk about what an ideal experience or, or dream role might look like, obviously within the context of, of design and product, but they want to leave it a little bit open-ended and not, not just constrain it to a title because they're doing a lot of cool stuff and they want people who are, are as equally ambitious and energized about, about what's possible as they are. Uh, They've got offices all over the world. They've got Helsinki, Amsterdam, New York, Tokyo, and a couple others I can't pronounce, but (laughs) basically you can work for them from wherever. I would call them satellite offices, but that seems like a misleading term in this case. Uh, You can go check out their website and their work at reactor.com. Again, that's with a K, reactor.com. But go to their careers page at reactor.com slash careers. That's going to tell you a little bit more about the team, what they're looking for. Uh, and what you might expect there. So if you want to put uh, launched a satellite on your resume, this is a great opportunity uh, to join them in 2018. Again, go to reactor.com slash careers. Of course, tell them we sent you. Uh, check out their work and send in an application if you're ready for, for a little change. Thanks once again to Reactor. Our second sponsor is Figma. Y'all, we're getting you so many jobs this week. <laughs> Y'all should be all hired up. Maximum hired. Maximum hired. Figma's back. They're continuing their hunt for for the next team members to join them, building uh, an incredible design tool that 
we use every day. They're hiring a bunch of roles. They're hiring product designers. They're hiring uh, designer advocates, community managers, uh, like all sorts of stuff. Tons of engineering roles. It's going to be a huge thing. Like they're growing so fast and the product is growing so fast. Like every time I go in there, the charts look amazing. They're they're doing a very good job mm, right now. Those charts up and to the right. Sick charts. That's what we like to see. Uh, they want you to join them. If you are interested in a role, you got to reach out. Go to figma.com slash careers. We're coming up on 2018. New year, new you. They have a new manager now. I didn't get uh, to say this before, I don't yeah, think. No 11. No 11 joined. Yep. I was so excited when he picked up the design manager role so you can go work for noah he's great he's been on the show before and you should check it out and obviously if you uh haven't heard of figma yet um no worries it's it's a really cool browser-based design tool um we use it to to design all of our icons and to explore interfaces for what we're building with spectrum and teams all over the world using it to design uh the products of the future i was literally using it five minutes before we started this I was using it this morning. Uh, so this is your opportunity to go contribute to that with, with some of our favorite people. You can learn more at figma.com slash careers. Tell them we sent you their way. Uh, thanks so much to Figma for making this episode possible. And with that, let's get an episode 226 with Rafa Kond. Yeah, it's just, whoa, mood lightning. Mood lightning? Mood lightning. <laughs> Wait, what? Did you say mood lightning? Yeah, is that wrong? Yeah. Mood lighting. Light- <laughs> no, I knew that. Yeah. Mood lightning. Honest mistake. Holy shit, we're leaving that in the show now. That's yeah. our title. Mood- I think mood lightning's a better... Mood lightning. So, context. I am kind of jet-lagged. And Portuguese. Well, oh, hang on. Introduce yourself, and then we'll lay some context, because okay. I think it's important for everyone to know that we just ate pizza. It's 8.30 at night. You're jet-lagged. You're drinking coffee. I am. And you just recorded a podcast. That's right. And I am... Rafa, mm-hmm. should I say like my? I don't know. People call yes, me Rafa. Say your whole thing. My name is Rafael Kond. Say that. Oh, last. You, you want me to pronounce I thought, it like correctly? Conde. So we say Conde. Kond. Kond. Rafael Kond. Rafael Kond. Did I nail <laughs> that? That kind of. I didn't nail it. I mean, you nailed it. Like as Jimmy Hoffa. How yeah. about we just sit here and Brent and I will go alternate pronouncing your name. As okay. Until we get it, Portuguese, and everyone else that's listening to the podcast just will listen to this whole segment. That yeah, that, that sounds fun. Let's do it. So cool. You want me to pronounce it the correct way, and then you try to. No, nah, I just want to call you Rafa from now. On. Cool. So cool. I'm Rafa, and I am a designer right now at uh, Netlify, mm-hmm. and I'm also uh, one of the co-hosts of Layout, which is a podcast here on uh, Spec FM Network. And this isn't your first go round on the old design details that's correct i was here with my co-host kevin mm-hmm. i want to say may that was a while back now. something like that yeah what's been going on what's new uh not much actually not much i'm back in town yeah so always feels oh yeah yeah great Des- describe describe your working physical, emotional and oh. spiritual state of mind as just to lay context for okay brian context. are you okay i then this is deep yeah. this is with the moon lightning yeah <laughs> it's a good combo i i am jet lagged because i work and live in portugal mm-hmm. for an american company so i'm like i'm a remote employee mm-hmm. i'm in portugal which is several hours ahead mm-hmm. so there's a big time difference uh and i am here now that's why yeah briefly two weeks two weeks and yeah. it's it's 8 30 p.m which is like what like 4 30 a.m your time or some crazy shit Right. And so you're drinking coffee. I am. So you're not going to be able to sleep tonight. No, I will be able to sleep tonight. Okay. Probably be up like four, mm-hmm. but you know, yeah, I'll be able to sleep. Do you like being a remote 
employee for an American company? It's fun. It's a fun experience. Remote employee. Mm-hmm. You have to ship everything, shift everything, like in your schedule. Sure. Like I work from 2 p.m. to like 9 p.m. Oh. Which is, it's different. It, it takes a bit to get used to, but you can work around it. It's pretty cool. Like I take my mornings, like I, and I do go to the gym and do my laundry and, you know. And get a tan. You do a, a bunch of work yeah. and then you do more work. I used to. Yeah, well, yeah. I used to work a lot more because I used to work, you know, in the morning just because, well. But you were also it. describing like exercise and laundry mm. and stuff and that just sounds like more work. Those are like mm. well, things that most like normal people do. So this is just a lot more work. I know, but most people do them. So it's like kind of like. You can pay people to do that for you. <laughs> except for the exercise work part. Out, Welcome work to out San for Francisco, you. Rafa. It's good I'm to being you. very sarcastic to be clear. Well, there's <laughs> probably a service where you pay someone to work out for you. <laughs> I not don't know a, how that would work. Not a bad gig mm-hmm. if you were the workouter. Yeah. Like, like you'll take your Apple Watch and we'll close your rings for you or something? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd pay for that. <laughs> that's the point of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why, why, yeah. That's why you do it. Yeah. Anyway, so there's context. Uh, what are you working on these days? Uh, Netlify. Yeah. It's a startup. Uh, here in the Bay Area, uh, we're like a, a tool for developers to host and deploy your static websites. Mm-hmm. Mainly um, JavaScript? Uh, wh- what do you mean? Like, it's is it JavaScript-specific hosting? We used it like to immediately ho- no, deploy a- any static yeah. website, right? Got I it. think it doesn't need like a server running every time. So cool. Anyway, has a cool, fe- a cool bunch of features, on, but I'm not here to talk about it. Serverless. Sure, that's a word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a buzzword for sure. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. So I am. Uh, I got in that company like pretty early on, as like the first designer. And right now, even though the company is still bigger, like is is growing, is is still small. But now, like I, I'm working on products. Cool. UI mainly. How do you like UI design? I really like UI design. <laughs> <laughs> See the segue. Uh huh. That's a brilliant. That's why you know you're a pro. Um. But you just design stories on everything. Like, that's what you're known for, yeah, right? Oh, like okay. yeah, story yeah, 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 yeah. This needs to be in the intro. Like, why Why do people care about you, you know? Wow, like, wow. Like, what's, what's, what's <laughs> so your main I... contribution to humanity, you know? Okay, I know you're... Re- yeah, okay, so... <laughs> you're referring to a tweet that uh, I... Yeah, noticed. several, actually. Yeah. Right, right. So I tweeted the silly things when stories... Why when Facebook that? stories came out right. and messenger yeah, stories. Facebook stories and then you, there was this joke like everything would have stories so, so like, you photoshopped or whatever right. What's the sto- photo- stories right. onto everything mm-hmm. it's great I did that yeah, so that pick, got picked up by The Verge <laughs> and now because you know, slow news day would you call that your <laughs> life's work or for sure no yeah. absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. it's mm-hmm. the story of his life friend. Yeah. yeah hey because stories did I ruin this joke <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to uh, Mood Lightning. Um, mood Lightning. So, UI design. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what does that look like for you as the only designer at a, a blossoming startup? Maybe it looks different than UI design at a huge company. Maybe. Mm-hmm. For me, UI design is like almost everything. It's layout. It's you know, all the components. The UI. Itself. The, yeah. It's kind of what it like, says on the tin. Like because we were still a small company like i do also a lot of uh, copywriting mm-hmm. so it kind of sets also like the, the tone and the mood lighting mm-hmm. of the app yeah uh that that for me is also design uh, i mean that's also ui right it's <laughs> the interface that you yeah yeah with. sure sure 
So, yeah, maybe it's a bit more than just UI designer. Like if we would say at Facebook. Hmm. Um, but yeah. It sounds like you're getting a little more specialized, right? You said before you were doing a lot more and now you're moving towards UI. How does that work as a company grows for you? Getting more specialized? Yeah. As a designer? For me? Yeah, it sounded like before you were doing more than just UI and now you're not. You're like focused more? I guess. And also like the fact that in the beginning, you know, we we had this big redesign of the whole product and mm-hmm. also we had to start designing like the bones of the app, like a big design system to accommodate the whole mm-hmm. change. Um, and now not so much. Like I don't have, shouldn't really be needing to, I don't need to design like every single UI element, you know, mm-hmm. all the time. Um, so now it's it's mostly like layout and feature set. What does this feature, which is like, on its abstract form, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how does that look? What is that like visually? How does that? How do you represent that visually? And not really like designing the actual components because that's it's done. done. Yeah, it is done. Well, I think that's sort of an interesting trend taking place these days. Is there's less and less, or it seems to me that there's less and less need to design individual components mm-hmm. unless you are designing something like you that you want to be either totally unique or mm-hmm. is on a new and developing yeah, platform. anything new right yeah like so the the example here would be we have ios style sheets we have android material like right. sticker packs like we have all this stuff that basically removes the need for a lot of designers to be doing ui visual at a base level at a, at a base level usually and I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we just decided that a lot of this stuff is solved. We don't need to, you know, keep revisiting. Uh, actually, the last time I was here in this podcast, the title of the podcast, What is a Button? Mm-hmm. It was kind of because of that. Like, no, let's really think how a button should look like again. That was a silly example, but but not so much maybe. Like, you know, don't just accept things because we kind of like, and over it, keep going at it. Do you feel like find something new over there? Like I don't know. Well, I, find something new or find something better. Well, yeah, it yeah, seems like better. a lot of time like there's different, like solving different problems, you know. But oftentimes they are the same problems in like different skins, yeah, right? Like, but like I, it everything feels more in the design industry, I guess. And maybe I'm speaking just for myself. So let feels me know more? if you feel the same way. Like everything feels more serious these days. These days. What do you mean? Like, you know. Early days of me being a designer, I really cared about colors and typography and like interactions in the animations. You I heard here, folks. Rafa doesn't <laughs> care about any of that shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, we care. It was like, hey, I like system fonts has been a thing now. Yeah. I th- I, I, we've been using it as a fire. Yeah. And it has a lot of good reasons going for it. They're great. It's just like, that's now one thing that I don't think about typography, mm-hmm. which used to be. A huge part of are you dis- designer, disappointed right? by that or I, I i really don't know do you think it's a huge part of most people's jobs or were a huge part of your time previously that's that's what i don't know if this is just me my experience or everyone like yeah there's like so many factors here. one you're at a company that's maturing a little bit right. we're also in an industry that's growing up at the yeah, same time the industry and you are also yeah. getting older and getting more experience there's all these things that are are changing around variables. you and, that's and true. yeah that's true it feels like nowadays what 
like design Twitter, like my bubble, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we stopped thinking about specifics of UI, how stuff looks and behaves in hover effects and all that. I remember like geeking out over some cool things and new ways of you know showing something and now it's like design systems and, well, and process in the company as a designer and product and designers that, is the only role that that means anything and oh yeah. god no uh <laughs> you know it's like that, we stopped having fun of these small things and now everything is like super important and and that does yeah. seem like maturation of the industry though like all your favorite designers went to big companies and now they don't have the same problems so they're focusing on other problems hmm I, I remember when I was first getting started. Like, you don't go to Airbnb and then pick a new font unless you're one of, like, five people. Yeah. I remember when I was That's first true. getting started and everyone wanted to have the most incredible, unique, special website. Mm -hmm. Like, every website is, like, custom colors, custom type, new navigation patterns. on, on. And that's just become increasingly rare to see. I could think, like, Raji comes to mind as someone who... Mm -hmm is still doing wacky and wild shit with like shapes and, and color and, and, and animations. But it seems like most not people have navigation or anything though. That's like animations and yeah, transitions yeah, yeah. and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh -huh. like illustration is a field that illustration. I think it's getting funner in our industry. Yeah. The funds like transitioned <laughs> away from <laughs> yeah. designers to illustrators. Uh, designers now, go like, back to your room. Now it's time for yeah, you know, it's illustrators like the too. life of the product <laughs> is defined by like an illustrative style. Yeah, it no, does feel like, as companies want to become less and less serious, it gets more and more childish and like it expands the kind of range of what we can do and publish in a serious product. Like pe people want to be friendly and so that just kind of expands the radar. Like mm. it, they don't want to be traditional businesses. They don't want to be cold and serious. So they just, they go in like a very fun or like childish direction, which is fine. I'm into it. Um, so I was thinking, I was talking about this with a coworker of mine, and we're kind of like chatting over or like thinking about maybe design a designer in the early days, of like tech, you know, mm -hmm. design, uh, digital design. A lot of us came from like more of a an artistic background in a way, and that was like our background in a way or what we cared about. Uh, so we kind of wanted to look pretty and you know want to be different mm -hmm. and want to be flashy and no stuff. one wants to make something ugly. But no, but uh, okay, but we want to make something boring now. That is good. Boring. Mm. Like, I think now we're getting boring in a way because we we don't care as much if it looks good in order to, if it just like works fine. And now we have the metrics and we have A-B testing and everything like metric-based. It needs to work. Uh, it's it's kind of hard to sell something being like fun and like, let, let's say... I mean, I am working for, I'm designing a, a, a tool, mm -hmm. a professional tool for developers, which is a crowd that is not like, give me animations, you know? Yeah. <laughs> They're very pragmatic. They want stuff to work fast. Don't, don't make, yeah. make me Speed wait. Speed is that. very important. Right. So um, it's not that like I feel bad or like resent the fact that I can't make stuff flashy and bouncy and cute. Uh, no, because that's not the problem that I'm trying to solve. Yeah. Uh, but in the end, Everything is super pragmatic. Everything is like black and white, you know, clear, no room for like to have fun because that's not what you're doing. You don't want to have fun on a developer tool. Well, that's I, how I, that's how the market works, right? Like well, that's, that's the point. That's is how like, the industry uh, seems to work. Yeah. And I'm wondering if that's like more mature our, and boring. Our bubble. Like, hmm. I don't know. Maybe if we were more involved in like 
client work agency freelance bubbles, mm. those would be like they wouldn't feel the same way. But being well, in a, those... a product design led bubble, like I think I am and maybe you two are, it's like people tend to care more about like I don't give a shit about the type. Just use whatever the user's most comfortable using, which mm-hmm. is the system standard, and then move on. Like I don't need to reinvent a table cell. Just use whatever iOS gives you. I don't need to reinvent a button just because Material has a, those out of the box. Like I, I just stop caring about these things in in the name of like solving product problems. So I'm wondering if that like is percolating around us way more often than. But would you say fun, that like inventive well, expressive that's stuff. a lot? A lot of the things that make it to like the iOS, you know, UI kit, the standard library, and stuff like that are things that came from the wacky third-party mm-hmm. independent creators. Uh, pull to refresh is like that. that That's obvious. the only example everyone, anyone I would ever say gives. So. I would say like, you know, uh, uh, Facebook paper, The I think that's like um, the name that it was called, mm-hmm. right? That that yeah. alternative <laughs> app, Facebook app, which mm-hmm. is awesome. The like pan to, you know, scroll on the picture. Oh, or I was saying that's the only example anyone ever gives. I wasn't saying that's oh, the only No, yeah, there's available. a lot more. Like just dismissing pictures by, you know, flicking it to the bottom. Yeah. That's, I don't know exactly where that, I think. I don't Twitter, know where maybe, that came from. Facebook or? Tweetbot. They had like a full on like flick action, like it would rotate and everything. Right. So stuff like that. Right now, flick a photo to the bottom to dismiss it is on is a is a standard library. If you don't have it, the app's really frustrating. It is broken. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it is out of the box of the standard like UI kit right now. Right. So if we as an industry are killing off those animations, like experiments and stuff, because there's no room for it. I mean, we mentioned paper at Facebook. Right now, we don't have paper at Facebook. We don't have anything equivalent. Yeah, there's really no one like experimenting or having the freedom to. I mean, the App Store has a lot that. of the same things as uh, paper used to have, right? Like with the the masking animations and everything, like lots of folding and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I think the paper like it folded, mm-hmm. like it opened up. And now it I don't. Just, I don't think they necessarily do that, but I think there are some folding animations. It's kind of similar. Yeah, like the thumbnail, you know, mm-hmm. fills the masking. The whole, yeah, right. Um. So now, are we killing that off? Like, what what does that mean for our standard libraries in, like, a couple of years? It just seems like there's, I don't know. I, all of the work I've ever done has been, like, really utilitarian. And mm-hmm. companies I mean, want to invest in things that, like, have a really clear ROI. And so, like, the designers, it seems like they're the ones most suited to coming up with these new kinds of patterns mm-hmm. that, that, that could be become big and might become a, a standard. Uh, but I, I have a hard time, like, especially now with what we're building, like justifying investing time in that sort of exploration. I imagine more companies feel the same way. That is fair. Like, why would I pay a designer to come up and like maybe invent a nice gesture, like flick to dismiss a photo, like just put an X there and move on to the next problem or something. But I think it doesn't start that way. We're mostly on desktop. Like, I'm so not that's gonna... an unfair argument, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're mostly on desktop, so I think that's probably an unfair argument. Where when we implement stuff on mobile, we'll probably use like good mobile practices, regardless of what they are. I feel like most innovations come. No, I think from when mobile. we when we do mobile, we are going to pick the standard UI for each platform and not invent new things. Cool. We'll talk about that when we get there. <laughs> no, but that's the point, right? Like, there's we why, haven't done that so far. Do you really want to invest time in, in inventing? Like, I'm not saying we go out things. of our way. We just do what's right for the product yeah which probably isn't good content but probably not no i mean more i would say more innovation is coming from mobile just because it's a a younger platform right we're still figuring stuff out uh 
But to your point, I don't think it's, it's not that big companies pay designers or developers to create new patterns or new whatever. They just, let's take Facebook again as an example. They probably just said to, was it Mike? Uh, Mattis. Mattis, right? Like create an alternative way to consume, you know, your Facebook content. It wasn't like, I want this to be super different. Invent a new way to dismiss photos. You know, that it's not that. It's just giving the room to for someone to just, you know, do something different. Like explore, just be creative. And some of those stuff, like it doesn't it doesn't convert well. Like it doesn't work. Yeah, like right? what, what companies are investing in that? It's, it's the big ones, right? Like Airbnb comes to mind, Twitter, mm-hmm. Facebook. Investing in what? Like go build a new version of Facebook. Have fun. We don't really care. You think Airbnb is doing that? Uh, with their, yeah. Like, let's learn how to create UI by sketching and turning that into a component that's in a database. But somewhere. that's tooling to get to the standards. It's like an internal thing. Yeah. It's not changing Which is the another interface. whole new topic, but fair point. Yeah, but but no. I like, at the end user, like, at the, 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 the final product, there's not a lot of exploration and innovation. I feel like, I don't know, and, and this is also pretty, like, tricky for me, again, as a, because I'm designing this. I would like to try to reinvent the wheel a lot of times, but I can't. I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, yeah, we don't have the budget or the, you know, luxury of being able to spend, you know, three months working on a silly thing. Um, but just like, a lot of times, it is not the right decision. And that that's what scares me. It's not that, like, you know the 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 guys with the money. You know they don't allow us. They don't give us the freedom and to to explore creativity or whatever. Or like the app store is put in a way that you know if you want to be independent and creative, you can make money. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that unfortunately, being boring a lot of the times is the right answer. Is are you saying that the design role is changing, or your view of the design role is changing? Are you changing your perspective? I can't separate it. Mm-hmm. It's fair. I don't know. In my opinion, I think I think a little bit of both, but I think that UI is becoming more commoditized. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you build certain things from scratch? And if you're not building them from scratch, then you don't worry about the implementation, and so you just pick the thing and move on, which means there's less need for someone that knows the height of a table cell and knows all the dimensions and, mm-hmm. and the way they work together. They just know that a table cell exists and that's what we should use to solve this particular problem of showing a list of data, right? And so that that commoditizes the UI because it's just this thing that everyone has access to and is tested and accepted and standard and and we don't have to think about it anymore. And because of that, designers, we you know, as a group of people, as an industry decided so we shouldn't spend a lot of time on UI. We should spend more time about you know internal tooling like Airbnb. <laughs> As designers, let's spend time figuring out how we can, you know. Well, there's there's a difference between like focusing on like inventing new patterns and solving problems for users more efficiently. There's there's always work to be done there. I'd say that's where the majority of my work has been done to, in like a design role. But don't you feel like we as an industry are spending way more time uh, talking about like? tools and process and systems and, and like abstracting a little bit publicly but not user? in the work day do you think so I don't, I don't think so that's been my experience hmm. 
Yeah, it's hard. We're three guys with limited. Well, even like Sidewire uh, Shop Savvy, like we didn't talk about that that much. We just were like working on new interfaces and like optimizing. Right. But so but you're talking about your day to day. Yeah. I was talking about as a industry. Like but, how many tools are, are there? Like the, the industry like is made up of our day to day, not what we talk about on Twitter, right? No, we as a, no, as a group, he, what we he, are He's not disagreeing on. about the day-to-day, but we're trying to look at like a macro level of like... What we discuss? What the industry is more focused on. And I would agree that it is design systems right now. It's like tooling and how do we share components between engineering and design and make an individual designer 10% more effective at, at output per hour or something like that. But what percentage of the industry is actually like doing that work? Well, I think that is what the industry is talking about right now and that seems to be the most pressing problem because in my opinion the ui has become commoditized so now we have this like huge amount of ui and it's now all of a sudden a giant pain in the ass to use it and move it around and share it between growing teams and share between engineers so now it moves on to let's focus on design systems which is fine (laughs) but i i feel like with that that scares me because you we are getting further away from the end user Right? What do you mean? Like, well, if you're designing UI, your u- like your user is going to use that UI that you're just yeah, yeah, working on. If you're thinking about systems and, and the process of your team and all how you work, that's not affecting well, the user. Yeah, but the, it the seems components like should that's be affected always... by the user directly, right? Like you should test them before you put them in a system. And it's always like a subset of designers at a company that are doing the the system stuff. That's right? true. I guess it's just my bubble. Yeah, I yeah. I don't know. I, I, most of what I see people talking about as far as design roles are design systems lately too. But like, I think it's maybe one or two percent of jobs. Yeah, in the seems base like that's a very small, it's very subset. small. Yeah. Interesting. How how do they get such a big voice? Because like they, they're it overwhelms everything else. Uh, Style guys did the same thing ten years ago. So. Like at least on my Twitter, my design Twitter, I don't see people like talking about, you know. UI <laughs> at all. Designers I like that's like then. Well, Twitter's also a weird platform of like it's optimized for around, the top five percent, yeah, two percent or whatever. Like rallying around people who have established following and and respected positions, and those people happen to be working on those kinds of problems these days. Maybe also as designers, <laughs> who doesn't like to work on systems? That's fun, and now you have no stakes. Like you're just building things for other designers. Great, sounds fun. <laughs> That's the thing, designing things for other designers, not like, you know. Who doesn't want to build things for themselves? That's awesome. Designers it's are super the fun. Worst. <laughs> they really are. Every the worst. blog post I write, the working title is designers colon the worst people. <laughs> That's pretty accurate. You need yeah. to change it back. Yeah. And ship, you know. Well, I can't ship all my blog posts with the same name. <laughs> no, it would be accurate. Think of the clickbait. So, to bring this back to you, so how do you mm-hmm. feel about this? You know, Netlify is growing and you're, you're the only designer there. Eventually, the team's going to grow. What does your role become or what do you want it to become? How do you want your day-to-day to look? Yeah, what's your ideal design role? Yeah, uh, I, I've i been struggling with the fact that I, I don't want to move to like a, to, to be a manager, basically. I don't want to manage people. You don't like the idea of it? Sure, yeah, that's fair. I never actually did it, <laughs> so maybe I will, you know. Love it. Is that an? I don't think so. Is that an aversion to managing or an attraction to IC work? Yeah, it's that. I, I want. I'm not done with. I asked two things. You IC. said, "Yeah, it's that." Which well, maybe, can you clarify? Oh, all right, <laughs> both. Okay. I, I don't want both. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I still like. I'm not done with IC. 
Cool. I want to be drawing rectangles because I feel like I can, I can and want to get better at it. Like there's still a lot. This rectangles for me not to... perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Needs more rectangles. <laughs> um, and, and to be honest, like I feel like not enough people talk about this. Being a manager is such like is it being a designer at all? Even if does it just, matter. No, yeah. what I mean is like it's such wait, a well, yeah, of course it matters. It, no, but th- is that a negative? Is my question. If it's someone making a career decision and that's where the industry says you have to go and that's something you don't want to do, then yeah, it's a huge problem. The, well, there's the part. Like he didn't say like if you don't want to be a designer and managing isn't being a designer at all, then it's a bad thing, right? Like if you want to be a designer. Does that make sense? But if you just want to do whatever's best for you and managing is the next step, even if it's not a designer, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Design isn't some like holy calling or some bullshit. Like we just. But the problem here is that it feels like the natural progression. Yeah. You know, start as an IC, an intern, you're, you're in, junior, in any you role, senior. right? In what? In any role at a large corporation, sure. like it's management. No, absolutely. Yeah. And then that, like that jump, right? You're a senior, you know, product designer, whatever. You're, you're done. Like your next, you know, obvious step is that now you're going to start managing other designers. Mm-hmm. The skill set for you to be a good manager is completely different than the skill set that you need to be a good IC. Correct. But and you it, do need to have like low level touch points no, to absolutely. be a manager. Ab- absolutely. But the thing is, right now, I am like, uh, I don't know if I'm a senior product designer. We don't have that title. Um, I am an IC, right? Mm-hmm. And society makes me believe that my next step is going, like, I should be a manager. And I don't want to. I, that doesn't sound appealing to me. But no one's so pushing. I'm struggling with like, part of me wants to keep doing what I'm doing, just be better at it, right? Uh, but then you have all these um, external forces telling you, no, that's not what you should do. If you want to move forward, you have to. Is anyone pushing you personally to be one though? No, absolutely not. It's just like, I don't know. It's not peer pressure at you, all. It's you just... somewhat feel like you should because that's what's expected or? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely like, yeah. the norm of of career progression among designers right like sure. I, I was taught that's the right thing well not the right the the thing just the thing you should do i right? mean that's what i see all of my friends doing like right yeah you design for a few years then you become manager and so when right. all of your peers are doing the same thing then if and you're not or you don't want to do that then you feel like the odd one out I do feel like very few of my friends go that route. Like, I feel like a lot of people are just very senior ICs. Like, I think of, like, the senior people, I think of um, Michael Lomans or Kelly Sutton, I think, is a is an engineering lead. Like, I think of them as being ICs that are just, like, very senior ICs. Um, even Chrissy Tillman, she's, like, head of brand design at Slack. I think she's doing IC work still. I don't know. Well, yeah, if so the I, reality, like if you count them, if that's not true, I would be amazed because that's how I feel. That's I mean, so I, weird. I see people like John Lacks being managers, but like few and far between and at very large companies if they are. Yeah, there's probably an element of confirmation bias. It's like every Maybe. time you see an instance of someone going from IC to management, you're like, another one. <laughs> but then if you see someone going from IC to lead, hmm. It like doesn't register in your head that that's the counterpoint to well, this this like argument that you and then there's companies that, out for. like Shopify where their leads are actually managers. They just call them leads. <laughs> well, <laughs> we're still trying to figure that one out. <laughs> Maybe that's yeah. Canadian for lead. 
or her manager. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 way I was thinking about it is like there's probably a middle step, right? Like especially as Netlify grows, maybe you don't have to manage, but you will have the most context and experience. You'll be guiding whoever comes so in, you right? Will, yeah, you will right. very naturally be guiding, even if the person that you hire next is a better IC than you, you still have more context and understanding of the way Netlify mm-hmm. thinks and operates. So in a way, you'll having, you will be like leading them and onboarding them and, and teaching them these things, which maybe is an aspect of, or has certain elements of management. Uh, I don't know. I've never been a manager. <laughs> but I imagine that there's probably like that middle step where you guys like 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 you Brian you right now would you call yourself a designer? I I know it doesn't mean anything like we don't like labels uh but you know <laughs> I don't like labels you know I mean. Rafa uh yeah certainly sure uh but in addition to other things yeah I the more I okay so when I went to Figma we I've said many times that like I had like a big like crisis of identity about like am I a designer anymore and when I left I really wanted to go back to that and now I'm I think I realize more and more that's like a part of what I like to do but not anything like the the span of things I want to touch on so going back to a single like discipline role like that like a specialized kind of designer. Like I thought I was a generalist before, but I was just doing design work. And now I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's not what generalist meant. Mm. Um, what do you think generalist men mean right now? I mean, it's just, it's touching on more than one discipline, right? Like I thought of myself as, as a very like craft driven IC designer. Um, and now I just don't, I'm not great at engineering or anything like that. It's just like, I like doing more of the process of building things, mm-hmm. touching on marketing, touching on, like literally every part. I mean, speaking of crisis of identity, I feel like I would feel weird going back to a design role right now. I feel you. I mean, I, I've been through that. Like I before I joined Netlify, I was working for myself. Had a game on the App Store. Had like this uh, screencast thing online. And sure, when you're you know doing this by yourself, you do touch literally every part of the mm-hmm. business. Yeah. Uh, and joining Netlify was or any company at that point. Like it was me trying to get away from that. I hated, you know, doing marketing, doing, you know, support, which is funny because right now I enjoy it. But back then when I had to, I hated it. Like every part of it. uh, I mean, I enjoyed designing and, you know, writing code and building the thing, everything else I dreaded. So joining a company where Mm -hmm. I could focus a little bit more on that. Yeah. That was like very appealing to me. Yeah. I can totally see the counterpoint. It's just right. That's just where I'm at right now. We just want what we don't have. <laughs> yeah. Well, like now I, I I feel like I'm quickly losing ground and ever being a really good like visual designer, really mm. good UI designer. Mm. That didn't ever seem like it was your priority though. And it's not, but it is a thought. It was, like, it the, was further, an option. the further I go down this path, the less time I've invested in becoming really good at any specific thing. Like I can do lots of... so. I can do lots of things and most of them like, okay. I can. That feels like an appropriate set of skills to have at this point in time of a a startup. But in the long term, I'm moving away from the ability to market myself as uh, maybe what you want to market yourself at is like, I am really good at visual design. I mm -hmm. understand UI. I know all these patterns. I've invented these things. Mm -hmm. I've come up with these, these ideas. Like I probably won't do that 
So and that's like another weird thing. This to- is an interesting thing. Like what I was trying to get at with the discipline thing. Um, I wouldn't say that like having the same focus on being like a really good designer makes sense in my mind anymore. Like at, at like a small s- scale, but you're like the best shipper I know. Like no one ships as frequently as Brian does. Call me. I would hire him any day. Like he's call, really good at shipping, but across disciplines. Call and, me Harbor and so Master. The traditional like HR roles of designer and developer don't really fit, but he can like ship like crazy. And that is a thing you are good at, but it doesn't necessarily go into the normal roles. Yeah. I can also break things like crazy. But that's a factor of shipping a lot. <laughs> you just push too many ships in the same little area. Senior I think Harbor Master is an appropriate title. The we need, we need a DevOps this. person for Brian to be like Yeah. Not <laughs> I, I wouldn't say you're the harbor master. You need a harbor master to actually keep things flowing. <laughs> you put things on the boat really fast. You're like a crane operator. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm Wait. gonna stew on this for a while. <laughs> Great, I like this. Who's the ship in this? Uh, in this, the ship in this metaphor, my dear, is friend, our hosting service. <laughs> is our is our hosting service who is uh, helping us helping harbor us, master <laughs> helping us harbor master our ships through. We're all trying to load the same <sighs> ship several times. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Where are we going with this, Rafa? I don't know. You tell me, man. I, I think we get our ship back. I on, think we tend to break course. down roles into things that we can digest as hiring goals. Yeah. Rather than things that are suitable for the same people. Like one of the benefits of me doing the front end work is like I don't have to draw a picture of it and then code up the front end. I can like have this level of communication because I'm actually like going through the process myself. Like I, I don't have to like communicate the raw idea as a picture. I can actually like, like here's all the things that this actually is. Can you wire them up to the back end? Cause I don't really know. Yeah. How. But mm-hmm. don't you think we're skewed by the just l- stage of where we are? Like that's uh, literally uh, been my role at shop savvy. Like I've always had to do the front end engineering too, but, but you were always that was a also a startup company. Yeah. So I'm just wondering if that's like, fair. that's always a symptom of, of startness. Cause you don't, you don't well, want someone. You don't want someone with your or my degree of front end okay. skill shipping stuff. This, at this is a very a good Facebook. point. So because we're just gonna point. be really slow or fuck shit up. I would guess that that's why industry roles are structured the way they are is because the large companies define them. Maybe so they're optimized for large companies, not for small companies, and so we don't know how to like build things at a low level. Yeah, maybe it's a function of company size. I don't know. But I also think generalists tend to be the most effective specialists. Just like uh, example would be Marshall Bach, um, really talented, specifically at iOS design because he writes iOS code. He's crazy. Like he builds such cool stuff. If you ever look through his like framer prototypes, it's nuts. But just because he knows how the system works really well, I didn't know about that uh, about that about Marshall. He's amazing. <laughs> so where are we going with this? <laughs> I mean, you were talking about like the evolution of the roles and like how right. they're going to work. I mean, I think there's a lot of room in IC. I think it just doesn't necessarily expand as deep in the same well, hmm. I guess. Maybe that maybe the well's a little wider than we think it is and not as deep. Well, let's... Metaphors. Uh, yeah, let's... I have some other questions about you specifically, Rafa. Okay. But before we get there, I, I'm just curious, like, is there anything specifically about UI design and, like, the craft of designing interfaces that feels particularly exciting to you these days? That's a no. <laughs> oh no! 
I'm watching your <laughs> your whole mindset change before know, my there's eyes. A lot, there's a lot here. Like, I don't know if how I feel is because I'm I'm just getting older. I don't know if the whole industry is maturing and changing. I don't know what is going on. I just feel like we are getting boring, and I don't have enough delight of using software. Which was that delight was what made me want to pursue this career and be here, right? And it's like I really want to do this, so I work my ass off. And I get into this industry and I, you know, I work and I grow my career here. And then when I'm there, it's like, wait, 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 no, no, this is not exactly what I signed up for. I know you've done a lot of side projects in the past, Mm -hmm. which we should talk about. But uh, do you have any, like, it seems like a side project now for you would be like a really good outlet (laughs) to do that kind of stuff, right? You know what? Maybe that's why I feel this way. I'm not doing it. But your side project is pretty creative meme work. Right now, that's yeah, that's my, He's that's my revolutioning, right revolutionizing the UI of memes. Yeah, yes, meme UI. Uh, no, food I don't, for thought. You know, right, if you yeah, want to just like actually, no business objective, just create things. I don't know. I've always had a bunch of side projects. Yeah, right, going on, uh, and I even got to a point where I quit my day job to pursue my side projects full time, uh, and right now I can't. <laughs> and it's I just think I'm busier maybe I'm older maybe I don't have as you know much energy I don't know why right now I I just can't you're spending really... too much time working out and doing laundry maybe that's it <laughs> <laughs> quit the maybe, gym yeah quit gym pick quit, up probably you know what I didn't have I wasn't going to the gym and doing <laughs> as much laundry back in the, <laughs> your daily back laundry in day. routine <laughs> um I don't know. I don't know what it is. Well, he has workout clothes to wash now. There's like twice as many clothes. One, one outfit a day. I wash them every time right after I use them. Also, okay. So my my last, my most recent side project was mm. a, a silly game that I built for the Apple Watch called Break to Save. And this was back in WatchOS 2, I believe. Yeah, WatchOS 2. So like three years ago. Old two times. Years ago. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it feels like forever. So that... <laughs> game because i uh, watch os 4 right now like it's still up it still gets like crazy downloads every single month which is crazy i don't want that to happen because <laughs> i feel bad every time i get like the monthly report like a uh, itunes uh, iTunes store app store whatever i feel bad so uh, that is a great outlet for me to explore hey you have this side project right here you know you own it you control it uh there's a lot of like space for innovation like hey there's a new iphone you know out you can use that as a playground to build and explore new iOS uh, things. Like back in the day when I when I built it, WatchOS two was terrible, like super, you know, weak and limited. Um, so the game is like you have to turn the the crown and it turns the thing. You couldn't rotate images, so I had to like have one hundred images and scroll through one hundred to rotate a, yeah, a, yeah, a yeah. dial. Nice. Yeah, uh, WatchOS three you could use SpriteKit and you can actually do all those things. So right now I could. It's a perfect place for me to explore this on my own i don't have the energy i can't also super daunting that you know ios 11 and watch os 4 now has just so much more stuff and maybe that's why i enjoyed it so much this project was how limited it was constraints are pretty fun ah they are right and now it's just daunting like i look at it okay now you can rotate images you have to rewrite the whole thing using sprite kit and whatever um go and it was just daunting. It was just so much. Maybe sure. That's why I don't. Huh. I'm not, but I want to. Like I, 
I've created a new branch on GitHub, so that's pretty official. Because, <laughs> is it know, open source? Uh, it isn't. Uh, you know what? It's one way. Hmm. Yeah. Give yourself a little public accountability. Hmm. Always helps. It's actually not, but I'll, I'll think about that. Or you can get someone else to do it for you. Yeah. Even better. But it doesn't solve it. <laughs> <laughs> or like, let or other people be creative it. for you. This is kind of like letting other people work out for you. <laughs> Come full Out, circle. Yeah, offshore yeah. the uh, creativity. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just feel good. Yeah, about someone else. Yeah, yeah. I made you know someone what? else creative today. That must feel really good. Yeah, isn't that how managers feel? Yeah, you're managing. <laughs> Look yeah. at you. Oh, oh wow. They don't All actually the build best stuff, of both right? worlds. Yeah, yeah. They because you know the people they manage build this. The, the, the yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Rafa. <laughs> Yes. We've hung out several times now mm-hmm. over the course of a year and a half, two Brag. years. <laughs> yeah, um, year and a half. I've never heard the origin story. Ooh. And I can't think of a more fitting time to to get into it than... And we're out of time. This uh, exact <laughs> moment on next month's episode of <laughs> uh Where are you from? I am from Portugal. Mm-hmm. Small-ish city called Caldas da Rainha. Pronounced that, Brian. What did you just say? Right. Said, I'll pronounce I'm it. I'm not going to try. Anyway. Easy. Caldas da Rainha. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. That's how city. I would pronounce it if I was going to say it. <laughs> Caldas da Rainha. Caldas da Rainha. Surreal. We were saying this, like, yeah, anyway, this podcast. Anyway, I, yeah, so I, I went to study, when it was time to go to college, I went to study computer science. Were you so a nerd as a kid? I was into technology. It's not like, oh, I wrote my first, you know, computer program when I was three. You uh-huh. know, it's like I was into video games. You're, and I like computers. Okay. I like theming my geeky, my maybe. Windows. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you're theming SP. Windows, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say, use Rain Meter. A little nerdy. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what I used. Oh, I, you know what? I was such like I wasn't aware of Macs at the time. I actually, my so not com- that much of a nerd. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, all this is like one of the themes, like my favorite theme. Uh, I didn't know what it was. It just looked cool. And then I just found out that it, it was like a replica, like OS X on yeah, Windows. Yeah. Um, so that's some. Anyway, I went to study computer science uh, because even though I was not like really into, I was not at all into programming. It was like, I liked technology. Everything had software in it some way or the other. And it was like, if everything has software, I want to be able to like know software mm-hmm. like to get what the world is basically. So that seemed like fitting. Like I wanted to know this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to college and I was terrible, terrible student. I was really not into it. Like I, you know, I was not into the thing. I don't know. I, I never, it never clicked with me. I was just like passing by, just surviving college. And... That's when I also got my first Mac. Like, it blew me away. Anyway, so I, I got into really, like, the Apple nerdery. That's when I started listening to podcasts and, like, reading, like, Darren Fireball and Marco uh, Marco's blog and stuff. 5 uh, by 5 Remember that? What happened? Yep. To, anyway. Um, so I got into that, like, nerd Apple, you know, uh, bubble. And I was studying, like, a human-computer interaction, right? And that's where they, like, basically explain you UI, what it is, like why is a button this shape and why it has shadows and stuff. And that like clicked with me. Like a, the, I, that's when I got that design was not some RT, farty thing. It was just like it had like some, you know, logic and reason. Some rigor to it, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was really into that. And then uh, I don't know why, but uh, Emmanuel Sa, one of the guys at yeah. Sketch, 
Bohemian mm-hmm. Coding. He gave me a license for Sketch 2, which just had just came out. Um, so I, was, I started dabbling into UI, like I was doing unsolicited redesigns nice. <laughs> of, of apps that I was using. And um, in Sketch 2, so they looked real good. Yeah, not much has changed, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Sketch Stories I boy. I came up with stories back in yeah, the, yeah, 2008. Yeah. Crazy. No. Um, and also uh, Facebook Home had just came out. You remember that that Android yeah. theme? Yeah, that was crazy. That well, was, there was a, like a whole device for it, right? Like there was a yeah, Facebook it, Android device. Yeah, I think they shipped like yeah a phone. I think it was a HTC made it, but it was also it was definitely like an Android thing you could chat install. heads and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Chat heads, and also by that time, that that time was when it was uh, known that the Facebook designers were using Course Composer. Mm-hmm. It was a big thing about that. Yep, and I was like, that is amazing because things move now. Uh, and everything is bouncy, so I I was also like dabbling in Quartz Composer, mm-hmm. and so I was really into design. I was you know redesigning stuff in Sketch too, <laughs> and I hated college. I was not doing well. So and my mom was like paying for me to be able to you know be in college because I was not working. You know, um, so I was like, all right, I'm going to try to find a job as a designer. Like if I can't find, I guess I'll keep you know studying stuff Mm. if i can find a job isn't that the whole reason why i'm (laughs) yep you know studying (laughs) to get a job so um i like googled like how to get a design job (laughs) uh not really because well i had some portfolio of all the redesign stuff in quartz composer uh things so i googled like best startups in lisbon and i like picked a couple and i knocked at their doors and like hey i'm a designer i'm the shit uh, I can help you. See this sick designer. designer. Someone else's work. Yeah, I did that. Uh-huh. So someone. <laughs> this was, is not designers act, right? Uh, this company, like agency called Think Orange, they were silly enough to give me a job. It was just three, like a team of three. So sure, I was doing design work, but you also had like to write some front end. Uh, they couldn't like just afford someone like a third of the company being specialists. Yeah. So I was doing that. So I was like coded. Um, at least front end, like what I was designing, which was interesting because like, it didn't allow me to go full crazy on what I was doing because I, I had to code it. So, you know, my design, my, my like, I don't know. That's the other thing about Raji. Mm. He goes super wide. Illustrator, like UI design and coding. Holy shit. Yeah. I didn't know. He does he was... really inventive shit with code. Huh. Was he on the show ever? Not he, he never comes down here. Come on, Raji. It's fun. Come come visit from Montana. You can. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I think that's a whole interesting topic. By the way, the like yeah, your knowledge of implementation constraining yeah your creativity or exploration. It's good, especially in the beginning. Like you can't, you know, we have to understand what you're doing, mm. right? Um, so yeah, then I got a couple. Uh, I moved to like a bigger agency, and that I was more of a designer. E got a bit into like prototyping and stuff. And then I was doing a, like a screencast tutorial on Sketch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was charging like a monthly membership. And that was my big side project, which eventually... Called. Um, say what? Called. Called Sketchcasts.net. Uh-huh. Which maybe some people have heard of. Up. Yeah. yeah, it's still up. Yeah. Um, so I'm not doing it anymore, by the way. But uh, it is still up. My friend Ramon is Gilabert, in charge of that. Right? Hmm? Gilabert? Yep. He's amazing. Yeah. He's an amazingly junior designer. Anyway, um, so then I like I quit my job because uh, that side project was you know making me enough money to survive. Like pff, I'll that's do crazy. That. Yeah, right. To like hit that that early on. 
Yeah, it's amazing. It, it took it took me like a year. It was not like you Still. know an overnight thing, but yeah. yeah, it was it was a luxury for me to be able to just quit and just do that. Um, and that's when I did you know build the the, the break to save the, the Apple Watch thing. And then I did that for like a year and a half, something. It was working for myself, independent. It was fun, but um, yeah, like 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 we said, I was I wanted to just pursue my craft of just actually building UI. I was really mm-hmm. into it, and I was I couldn't just focus on that. Mm-hmm. Um, to, then I joined Edelphi, and this was like uh, June last year. So it's not a hard decision to give up the side project slash business slash like your thing right. source of um, income. It was, it was, and, and like so. Throughout this whole path, I was always doing these side projects on this side. So, like, as most side projects are, <laughs> yeah. But but <laughs> right, that's uh, the fun thing about side projects. <laughs> tend to be on the yeah, side. No, okay. What well, I need to rephrase that. Chat like, hey, uh, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, I always had something on the side, right? I was always doing something else, and for two years, I slept five hours. Like I woke up at five a.m. Went to like I would go to the office. Gym ten. Not no gym. Oh, in the day. Laundry first and then gym. <laughs> I would go to. Uh, I would be at the office like five thirty. I would work on side projects until like nine, and then start my day job. Work until like I don't know six or whatever, and then go home. Work a little bit more on side projects. Like it was crazy, and I did that for two years. That the kind maybe that that's why like I was able to grow that those things for to like a full time thing. Um, and when I joined Netlify, I still had all of those side projects. And I, I I didn't had expectations I would keep doing it at the rhythm that I was. So I started like you know phasing out my influence on it, especially Sketchcast. Like I, st- I stopped doing it weekly, and then had Ramon and people filling in. Um, but one of the things I mentioned to Netlify folks was like, "Hey, I have a bunch of these uh, side things that I am really into, and like I want to be able to do this as well." <laughs> and they're like, "Sure." <laughs> I mean. That's fine with us, and um, I guess I just got super busy, and I just didn't have the energy to keep all the side things going. Maybe just because I am getting older and I don't have the energy. I really believe this is a thing. I have less energy now than I did three years ago, for right? sure. Right? Like maybe that's it. Maybe just I just can't do it all right now. It sucks physically. I hate that feeling. <laughs> yeah, I I hate the feeling of being tired and so not working on side things are like, hey, learn a new language, uh, you know. <laughs> uh, and then... Do you oscillate, though? Like, I find myself oscillating very frequently. Like, I sense? go from, like, very, like, energetic to, like, very tired and, like, just kind of in waves. There's some oscillation, for sure. But the the highs are definitely not as mm. high as they were before. Interesting. And so I feel tired and I feel guilty of feeling tired. Yeah, that's like, the worst part is like feeling is guilty terrible. about it. You can't do anything about it either. Like I am too tired. I'm not going to be working. I'm not going to be learning a, a new tool. I'm not going to be doing all that thing that I should be doing. And it, it feels well, like learning a new tool is never that valuable. <laughs> that's not true. I'm totally joking. So I'm like, all right, you know a what? New design tool. I mean, it's okay to go watch Netflix. It's okay to play some video games. But then I'm yeah. doing it. And I feel super guilty. Like, dude, you're wasting time. You could be, you know. So you're really hard on learn. yourself. Maybe. Where do you get that? You from? are too. Yeah, of course. Shouldn't you be? I'm just trying to set precedent here. Yeah. Well, I think we all are. Yeah. We're all hard. Seems like a lot of designers are hard on themselves. Right. Right. Well, we expect a lot of ourselves for very little return. (laughs) (laughs) 
Right. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think we should... Um, I should always expect more of me because that will motivate me to, you know, do more, grow, learn more, all that. But the flip side is that you will also always feel terrible and, you know, that you didn't achieve enough and you're not doing so great. So it's like a, it's a tricky balance. The The thing I found is I can't tell if I'm doing things to avoid feeling terrible as justification or because it actually makes me feel less terrible. So example would be... Um, I expect too much of myself. I need to chill out. I'm going to play some video games tonight. And I don't know if that's actually chilling me out or if I'm just like justifying to myself that now I have chilled out. Mm, different like, tension. Yeah. Uh, like would I like, feel hey, better about if I worked on a side project or learned something or like read a book or anything that society deems is more valuable? Like would I feel better no because i justified my head like no you need to chill out so do something non-productive the problem is not only is society you know deeming that to be more valuable you are yeah as well you agree right yeah and that's why when you're playing video games because you would you well, believe you know that you know if you were working, otherwise it would be more valuable you have to work on determining if you deem it valuable or not it's easy to take <laughs> the like expectation and just like assume best intent right yeah but then the problem with that is that when you play video games and you feel guilty for playing video games yeah. even though it was meant to relieve you of stress of feeling it's just guilty a different kind of stress about not working yeah. yeah but i also find that there's like a i think people listening to the show are like y'all need to chill the fuck out <laughs> there's like y'all a... need to just like stop <laughs> there's like a death spiral they are right. involved <laughs> in this right. like the stress makes you more tired which makes it harder to focus which makes it more stressful which makes you more tired which makes it harder to focus yep. like it just yep man but so what yeah what's the answer here what should we do yeah Bryn yeah dude <laughs> break me out of this loop this loop of hell this I have to do loop, something completely new this wall true loop like I've been starting small projects and if they fall apart that's fine but so far they haven't all, everything's moving forward slowly but it's always new problems and that helps a little bit like there's always something that hasn't like so I, I started working on a board game uh, that's been moving along um, I started working on some woodworking projects Sam was out of town for a minute but that's moving along uh, I started learning Japanese today yeah. today it's, it's very good <laughs> and it's moving along at a it's great the, pace it's the best <laughs> I'm really committed to it I did like 12 <laughs> lessons today <laughs> It's really like addictive. All right, but so for people listening, it's a just so they don't symbol puzzle. They just don't, they don't leave thinking that we're miserable. Like you know when you're working on something, I don't know if this happens to you. I bet it does. Like, you're working on something and everything feels looks terrible. Like everything you're doing, like oh I've my god, I've never done that. This is you never built things. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> worked on things. Oh, so no, you never? I've, I've never built something that looked terrible. Oh, Sorry, oh, right, 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 yeah, of course. And so like everything looks terrible and everything is terrible and you know all the flaws of what you're doing so you know how great it could be if you had the time and whatever but then there's like this uh, rare glimpses and where like you you can take a step back and see things from a different perspective for once you know like oh yeah what we did is actually you know what that is nice like we did a cool thing clarity is good that- it, it lasts very like <laughs> it's a very short thing yeah. moment but it happens and the same thing happens with like my life and you know happiness in general. Like, like hey, I am very fortunate. I'm in San Francisco. I'm in with these two guys. Like, I this is like on my bucket list. I remember being you know listening to this show 
back in the day, like these are like my. It's only been three years. My two hundred twenty-six episodes. That's, that's back like in the day. Eighty percent of my career. Back in the right? day. <laughs> so, so I I do have those glimpses. Like I am fortunate. Uh, I've achieved like something. <laughs> yeah. Like you I made I some things. Having... You made a best-selling watch uh, OS two. Yeah. App. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's like. Uh, <laughs> You got on the verge for a dumb <laughs> joke. You were on the verge, Rafa. Dude, I don't know how I feel about that. Like it's only the That's silly a metaphor things right that get picked up. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, those are nice, right? <laughs> so those keep me from <laughs> I, being like in depression. You know what's the know. Uh, what's the saying? It goes something like, and I'll butcher this. Um, people. Uh, people overestimate what they can do in a year, but underestimate what they can do in ten years. Mm. Maybe Bill Gates said that or some shit. But I, I think that's totally true because uh, week to up, week, to week and the quote is attributed to you. Week to week, yeah. Put that on Wikipedia. Week week to week, I feel like I've done nothing. But then I look back at or nine months into not as good way to put it. It's like, huh? Yeah, a lot of little things that added up to something big. And I think the same thing maybe works with a career. It's like, no, for sure. I put for in sure. all That's this work on all this shit. It was all Bill these Gates. side projects. That, yes. <laughs> nice. Uh, and it adds up. Um, and a lot of times it doesn't feel that way in the moment. And I think maybe one feeds into the other. Like the dissatisfaction in, in the short term fuels this like incredible long term accomplishment or or career or building of a thing that's great that that's a good one thanks <laughs> I, yeah i feel bill gates. i feel bill gates. quite it's basically you uh, and bill gates up there i feel akin to bill right now yeah <laughs> i feel like bill and i would get along uh, at this point in time brian <laughs> what your driver's license says william <laughs> <laughs> hang on i gotta go get a name change Bill, I, I have this quote. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you, Bill. Let me run it by you. And then he made it famous. So Weird. What are you going to do? Asshole. That's what I said, yeah. Uh, well, I, you know, you're checking items off your bucket list and stuff mm. and feel fortunate. But at the end of the day, you have to wow. rest. Wow. I, I wow. think I know what it is going. You have to rest your little head down on, mm. a, on a pillow. <laughs> do you use a hairnet for your top knot? For your man bun? No. <laughs> um, what about your beard? Yeah, yeah, no, I do okay, cool. for my beard. Yeah. S- Sam. I started using that oil for my beard. Yeah. I didn't put it there. Anyway. Uh, Sam's tucking you in, <laughs> really getting those blankets <laughs> under your feet. Put those confused all of a sudden. Uh, Papa is sleeping at Sam Sophus's house. Uh, so tonight, <laughs> Sam's going to tuck you in. Maybe Ellen will give you a little kiss on the forehead and say, wow. sweet dreams. <laughs> Uh, as you do but you're gonna lay there and thoughts are racing in your head and uh, sleep's just not coming to you because uh, you drank a ton of coffee <laughs> what, what's keep, did. what's keeping you up tonight uh jet lag god damn it uh no you can cut this out sarah no um, leave that leave that <laughs> but she has to cut that out right? <laughs> yeah yeah not cut this, no, out. We ruined it. this anyway. is a weird surgery <laughs> um damn I, I i hate this question why? Because <laughs> it's hard. You it's hate not the, because it's hard. It's like I, I, I feel this like responsibility not to be cliche, to be profound, mm. and and like yeah, yeah, like people are gonna leave with a quote and then they will attribute it to Bill Gates someday. Um, like uh, you know, I think it's what 
keeps a lot of people, most people, up at night. I I freak out about the fact that I'm, you know, getting older right now, and that I have a lot of stuff that I want to do in my life. I want to, you know, have kids. I want to buy a house. I want to do all of that, and none of that feels like close at all. Like I have a bunch of stuff I want to do before, um, and so like I am 26 years old. Mm-hmm. I am freaking out. Like that's you're so old at 26. I don't want to sound I, I do like the same thing. Like for people but, who are older yeah. than me, like oh, but I feel like the I think feeling, people that are older are probably rolling their eyes, rolling their eyes. The back, but then like, they're like, it's only going to get worse. Their, <laughs> eye, <laughs> their eyes just fell out of the back of their heads. We we kind of talked about this on on a previous layout uh, show. Uh, it's like I don't. I, I feel like everyone, no matter how old they are, really, everyone feels this. Like, the feeling is common, no matter how old you are. The feeling of getting old and time is running out. The impending out. march of death. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, that feeling uh, keeps me up at night since I'm, like, 18. Yeah. Since I'm, like, 18 years old, I started freaking out. You're a nihilist. No, it is. There's, there, for me, there's... I mean, <laughs> this episode it's like is, the age where you can drink... Legally uh-huh. is like the last age you look forward to, and now no age you look forward to. Like, who wants to be old? Twenty five. Yeah, that's the prime. But Brian, us, Brian, it's all down here, hill from here. We drink. We we can drink at eighteen. So that's what I'm saying. So right, yours right, was right. eighteen. Mine was twenty one. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, good point. Maybe I don't See? know. You have. You know what you really look forward to? Getting some more poison up in you. <laughs> And then you die. And then you die. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Sorry, <laughs> Sarah. This has all gone terribly off the rails. Thanks for coming and hanging out, Rafa. I, I commiserate, and that that likewise will. It sounds like keep I, I, I'm I'm like miserable. I'm not. No, I know you're right? not. I, I, I've been complaining a lot. I this, think we this are this just in in sesh. the in this zone tonight, mm-hmm. and we've embraced that zone it's because of the mood lightning. We're that's right. We're being aggressively honest about commiserating. Yeah, and realizing that none of us really know anything. Well. You two, you're too young. Yeah, we're too 27 young. is actually where you start to learn things. 27 is when the wisdom like kicks yeah. in. Yeah. Uh, thanks for putting up with us. Thanks for, for putting flying up with all the way here from Portugal for to this hang episode, out yeah. just Dude, for this. Like I said, this is, you know. It's a big deal. It's my bucket list. Yeah, man. The bucket Scratch of poop list. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Thanks, Rafa. Thank you for having me so much. That was episode 226. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks to Rafa for coming all the way from Porto, Portugal, just for this thing and nothing for else. This episode. I'm glad he didn't actually want to do anything else with his two weeks here. He just yep. was like, hey, I've got two weeks and all I want to do is be on the show. That's right. That's what he said. Actually, that's not true. Uh, we wouldn't let him do that if he did that. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you enjoyed it. Let us know what you thought in our community at spectrum.chat slash specfm. We're hanging out there with a few thousand designers and developers just like you talking about what's going on in the industry. And of course, before we go, if you need a new job, you're thinking 2018, it's time for a switch up, time to learn something new. Boy, uh, oh boy, have we got something for you. Both of our sponsors are, are hiring designers and they want you to join them. First up is Reactor, an agency uh, working out of New York, but with offices all around the world. They're Finnish. They're Finnish. But they're also space cowboys? <laughs> space cow people. Well, I don't know how to say that. <laughs> I don't know either. Cow people. Uh, <laughs> they're looking for more cow people to uh, design and build. Uh, cow folks. That build? sounds That sounds like old timey. Cow, cow folk. Uh, to build products and design for all sorts of companies. Some of their past clients are HBO, Supercell, Viacom, Neverthink, and more. 
they want you to join them, go learn more at reactor.com slash careers. That's reactor spelled with a K uh, because Finland. Tell them we sent you. Again, that's at reactor.com slash careers. Thanks once again to Reactor because Finland. Because Finland. And of course, uh, Figma, the Our- design tool of the future, uh, they're looking for help as well. Yeah, they're doing amazing stuff. They're building a really hard product and they're doing an amazing job of it. It's taking off like crazy and the team is growing super fast too. When I left, there was like 22 people and now there's almost 50. Like that's crazy. That was was nine months ago. Figma.com slash careers and reactor.com slash careers. Thanks much to Figma and Reactor. And we'll see you next week.